Today on the show, we are going to be covering a lot in a little time. Uh, I'm going to actually take you back to school, literally. However, what I'm going to be talking about, I don't see them teaching this in the public school system. Also, is there life on Venus? Uh, they believe they have found a flammable gas called phosphine on the planet Venus, and they believe it shows signs of life. Talk a little bit about that. I'm going to give too much time to that, but it is interesting. And did Kamala Harris, who is running for president, oh, excuse me, uh, vice president, make a fraudulent slip? We'll talk about that. Also, you'll want to stick around for the second episode of The Unexplainable, The Baffling, and The Unknown. That's coming up. And a few other things. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about Buzzsprout. There is no better time than now to start a podcast. Maybe you've been thinking about it for a long time, but you're just not sure where to start. Well, listen, Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to help promote your episodes, and so much more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world? And the process is simple. Just follow the link in the show notes today and sign up with Buzzsprout. And by the way, they're going to give you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. But be sure to follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that I've sent you and it helps support this show. So again, follow the link and sign up with Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. And again, thank you for tuning into the show uh, today. Uh, there is a lot to talk about. Uh, there's so many places to go. However, I am choosing to go in other directions that maybe some other people won't for good reason or maybe bad reason. I have no idea, but you can determine that. Uh, I'm going to go right into it right now. We are going to talk about the law of biogenesis. Have you heard of this? Um, I'm sure you have. Maybe you don't remember back in school um, in biology. And what's fascinating about this is that you're not going to see this kind of thing being taught in our schools today, at least not in the way I'm going to present it to you uh, right now. And this is something that you would learn in about the third grade. Um, you learn in biology what makes a living thing a living thing. And as I mentioned in the last episode, context matters, so I'm going to bring a little context to this. So therefore, I am going to give you the six characteristics of how we can tell if something is alive. And you probably already know this. Let's see if you remember. Uh, number one, living things eat or absorb nutrients. Number two, living things perform respiration. They breathe. Number three, living things grow. Four, living things reproduce. Five, Living things move and respond to their environment. And number six, living things have cells. Okay, I'm sure you remember uh, some of this at least. And if you look at those six characteristics that I just mentioned, from those, you can determine if something is alive. And you understand that living things 
come from what? Living things. For example, an apple tree produces seeds that grow into new apple trees. A dog gives birth to puppies, and they grow up to be dogs. And whether you believe in the Bible or not, I do want to mention that these, um, these facts are consistent with what the Bible has to say in Genesis, that plants and animals were created to reproduce after their own kind. Uh, but here's the thing. As you know, uh, people did not always understand that living things must come from living things. Uh, there's people that still believe that today. They are those who believe in uh, evolution, which is a whole other subject. However, I, um, man, I don't know how you can say that hasn't been debunked, uh, especially when you look at uh, little third grade biology. And here's a couple examples of that. At, uh, at one time, people thought rats were produced by garbage. Seriously, because they observed that rats were more abundant when there was more garbage. Uh, also, um, people thought that, uh, you know, rotting meat produced maggots because they would see these maggots when there was rotting meat and then they would grow into flies. And they observed that when the meat was left to rot, maggots often appeared within a few days. And again, this is called spontaneous generation. Now, thankfully, in 1665, an Italian scientist named Francisco Reddy, uh, he did several experiments to show that spontaneous generation did not occur. How did he do this? He took three jars. Uh, the first jar had no cover. He had meat in that jar. With the second jar, with meat in it, he put gauze over the top. And in the third jar, he put parchment paper, so nothing could get into it at all. So what do you think happened? A few days later, the first jar, of course, a few days later, had maggots as they have observed before. So it was, okay, yeah, that's what happens. But the second jar had maggots, which grew into flies, on top of the gauze and never made it to the meat. The third jar, however, had nothing. And what did this show? Well... The flies were obviously smelling the meat of the second jar, but could not get into it because of the gauze. So they laid their eggs on top. In the third jar, they couldn't smell anything. Nothing could get into it. Uh, unfortunately, though, this experiment, um, though it dispelled you know, much of the idea of spontaneous generation, people still believed that simple organisms, such as bacteria, might still be produced without parents. But then came the 1800s, where Louis Pasteur worked to show that even simple organisms such as bacteria only came from other bacteria. Now, how did he do this? Well, he experimented with different uh, samples of broth. He showed that bacteria freely reproduced in an open container of broth. He then boiled the broth to kill all of the bacteria. Some of this broth was exposed to the air and other broth was kept in a sealed container. The broth exposed to the air developed new bacteria, but the sealed jar did not. Pasteur believed that bacteria was entering the jar on dust particles in the air, which is interesting. To show that this was true, he created a bottle with a zigzag neck that allowed air to enter but prevented dust and other particles from entering the jar. And guess what? The broth in this jar did not develop any bacteria even after four years. And here's the kicker. Even after 100 years, no bacteria was found in this jar, which is now on display in the Pasteur Institute in Paris. Pasteur's experiments laid to rest the idea of spontaneous generation. That's interesting. He laid it to rest, but people are still trying to figure out if this is true, which 
boggles my mind. So what do these experiments do? And why am I so fascinated by it? Because I believe in God. And I believe that he created life because he is life. And what these experiments proved for the natural mind is that life only comes from other life. And as I mentioned, this is called the law of biogenesis. And every experiment has shown that in order to get, you know, something that is alive, you must start with one or more living things and you always get what you started with. And guess what? That is exactly how God designed the world to work. But as I mentioned, uh, there are still scientists today, unfortunately, uh, on the hamster wheel, in my opinion, who believe that at one time life came from non-life. Uh, and if you're interested in what that um, is referring to, it's called uh, abiogenesis or chemical evolution. And they believe that millions of years ago, under just the right circumstances, chemicals accidentally combined to form proteins, which are the building blocks of living cells, and that these proteins combined to form simple living creatures. But <laughs> I'll tell you, this is what's wrong in my opinion. I mean, listen to this. Scientists have even tried to reproduce this event in the laboratory. Again, with all the technology that we have today, okay? However, even with a very controlled environment, no one has ever built living cells from just chemicals. And even if they could produce life in a lab, all it would prove is that intelligence can produce life. It would not prove that life can evolve from chemicals on its own. So what's that tell me? Well, that God's word is true. But again, this is not what they're going to be teaching in the schools. They want to teach uh, their own agenda, unfortunately. And listen, even if you are fascinated with the whole evolution thing, um, I still think that it should be up to the individual to find out for himself, just like we talked about last time. Facts and opinions, uh, context. We have to look into this stuff ourselves and discover for ourselves what is the truth. Okay, not how we feel about it, but what is actually the truth. Uh, we, we see uh, what feelings do. Uh, we're seeing that with Antifa, with the uh, Black Lives Matters group. Um, and that's something I wanted to talk about too. Because, I mean, look at what is happening in the world today. And I'm sorry that I just kind of cut that subject. I, I hope that you found that fascinating. Uh, it, it really is interesting. I'd love to get your feedback on that. What do you think about the law of biogenesis and, uh, and God's design uh, for life? But back to it. I mean, look at, you see two LA officers. I mean, I'm sure you heard about that. Shot up real bad in their car. Thankfully they're alive. But what in the world? You see people being pulled out of their cars, being beaten on the streets, for doing what? And then you have people who will not come out and say that these are deplorable acts, except, oh, we understand their feelings. We understand why they're angry. Again, agenda. It's such a twisted way to use horrible situations just to get a vote. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the videos. You see people being beaten in front of their businesses, doing nothing, just asking them, please don't, don't, don't destroy my business in their own neighborhoods. Uh, and this does bring me back to what I was talking about in the last uh, episode. Uh, when you're listening to the news, when you're watching the news, what's a fact and what's an opinion? What's the agenda behind what they're saying? What are they not telling you? You got to ask that question all the time. What are they not? What am I not being told? Because there's something always being left out. Sometimes intentional, sometimes not. And the reality is where there is no order there is usually chaos. 
or in the reverse, where there's chaos, there's no order. And we're seeing that. And the question is, who's in charge of those towns? Well, unfortunately, the answer in 99.9% of the time is uh, Democrats. And of course, some people will get mad at that, but that's the reality. And telling cops they can't do their jobs. And here's the thing. Everywhere in life, in everything, every business, every town, all across the world, there are those who are bad apples. There's always a bad apple. It doesn't make all the apples bad. And again, facts matter. You have to look at the stats. You can't just hear it on the news and start crying and feeling so bad and mark every single person as a horrible person because of one person. It's not how it works. We would all be screwed in that scenario because we all make mistakes, some bigger than others. But as I was saying in the last couple episodes, we are seeing what emotions and feelings, when they get in control of our lives, what they do. It is not healthy. And that is what's happening, whether you like it or not. But it has to stop. And with all due respect to those who really, really believe in uh, you know, the Democratic Party and believe in life, just, just saying that feels like a contradiction. They don't believe in life at all. And I will stand with those who do believe in life. Which brings me to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Now, Kamala Harris made a fraudulent slip, as they say, and called it a Harris administration together with Joe Biden. And we all know that that is the reality. Uh, when you're voting for him, you're voting for her. And you're not just voting for him and her, you're voting for the Clintons and the Obamas and anybody who was in the last administration. That is the reality, and that's what you're going to get. And I don't want to go too much into politics because it's, it's just really frustrating, actually. Uh, and that's why I said I, I'll just kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, but something I got to get right out of that real quick before I start getting angry. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Something interesting. Uh, is there life, quote unquote, life on Venus? Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, um, the gas called phosphine. It's a flammable gas. Now, the thing about phosphine is it's, uh, it's made naturally by some species of bacteria, um, you know, organisms that live in the oxygen-starved environments of landfills, uh, marshlands, and even animal guts. So because they've seen that up there, or I don't know how they even concluded that there's phosphine there, um, I have no idea. But honestly, I guess the point is, who the heck knows? And it doesn't change anything for me. I think the exploration is, um, is very interesting. But man, we have a lot of problems here on this earth that I think that we should be taking care of. Yes, definitely. Uh, planet Earth needs some help. Uh, I, I think Venus can uh, can wait a bit. <laughs> so listen, I did want to ask you a couple questions. Um, number one, the way you can reach out to me to respond, you can uh, email me at Jr. at gmail.com. You can also go to the Ken Burns Show forward slash buzzsprout.com. Or go to my Facebook page, The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you, uh, your opinions, questions, comments. But here's the questions. Uh, should they boycott, should we boycott Netflix, of course, because of this disgusting pedophilia that's being put out there? Also, should we boycott NFL? Uh, my answers, uh, yes and yes. I won't go into the detail about that, but I, that's my answers for that. Uh, I have my reasons. But would love to know what you think. And again, you can go to The Ken Burns Show on Facebook and also go to The Ken Burns Show forward slash buzzsprout.com. 
Also, please go to iTunes and rate The Ken Burns Show. Of course, I would love a five-star rating. But either way, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. It would help me out immensely. And please share this podcast with your friends. I appreciate it. But it is about that time. We are going to get to UBU, which is the unexplainable, the baffling, and the unknown. Uh, The second episode is coming right at you in just a second. Just want to say thank you. Please feel free to reach out to me. As I mentioned, the Ken Burns Show forward slash buzzsprout.com, the Ken Burns Show on Facebook, and you can also catch the show on all the other podcast apps as well. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. Stay tuned for the UBU coming up right now. Today on the unexplainable, the baffling, the unknown. What is a name? Does it have significance? Was it divinely given? Could it be that one man could know the answer? The man known as the wisest Indian chief that has ever lived on earth. May we take the time now to listen to one of the most important conversations we may ever hear. Father, yes, my child, how did my sister obtain her name? Well, my son, your mother and I, when we had your sister, we looked out of the teepee and we saw a deer leaping over the brook. And we named her Leaping Deer. And Father, how did my brother obtain his name? Well, my son, when your mother and I had your brother, we looked out of the teepee and we saw a howling wolf and we named him Wolf Howler. Why do you ask such questions, bear crapping? And so therein lies the question, how did you obtain your name? Thank you for tuning in to the unexplainable, the baffling, the unknown. Be sure to join us again next time to be amazed once more. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded by, well, Ken Burns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Sound effects created by Zapsplat.com. Thank you for tuning in to The Ken Burns Show and be sure to tune into the next episode as we will bring you more dynamic content.